This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. I'm curious to hear your point of view um, on a recent trend that's sort of emerging in Web3 across crypto Twitter is Web3 social. Um, and uh, we're seeing a lot of new like decentralized social applications emerge and uh, that are sort of creating like a new environment, one for creators to build communities and to monetize communities, but two, I guess also from your point of view, like different, like new markets for people to trade and speculate on, for example. Um, how are you seeing this new social Web3 social landscape sort of evolve? Um, do you have any thoughts about that? It's not fully decentralized yet. Okay. Right. It can't be. All right. We still have a couple missing pieces in the infrastructure, right? We don't have an AWS for blockchain, right? There's, you can't scale an application you know, imagine like, imagine like Instagram and like waiting for like the transaction, right? Like you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. It's like, oh, I got to pay gas fee on this, or I have to have a wall with something. It's like, it's just not possible yet, but it, there are these kind of blends, right? Like a web 2.5 and a lot of stuff is, is like that, I would say. Um, and so I would say, you know, to the purists out there, they're just like, this is not even, this isn't web three, right? Which is interesting to think about. Um, but I would say from a social perspective, there's a, there's a drive, right, for that because people are nervous about their data, right? They're nervous about, you know, trusting massive corporations because of the complexity of those massive corporations, right? Like it's not necessarily like Facebook is evil. It's, you know, how are the controls in place for the three to 400 potential admins at that company that are just, you know, everyday people that are out there trying to live their lives that make a salary and, you know, even if Facebook's paying that person $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year to be an admin of that, it's not a lot of money for someone else to come in and exploit holes, right? And so how do you have those controls in place? It's, it's like you can't. And so I think, or it hasn't been solved completely yet. And so I think that the, the consumer out there is just, they want their data. I mean, you see it in all the privacy commercials, you know, Apple's, I think, I think Apple's trying to own privacy and now Google's trying to own security. Like they're picking different words mm -hmm. that mean kind of the same thing because they want it there. They, Google's like, hey, we're going to keep all your passwords secure, right? That's like their ad right now. And Apple's all about like privacy and creating masked emails. And there's this shift there and everyone's trying to get out ahead of that. It's so it's such bullshit though, because this whole marketing scheme on security and privacy and the reason why we have data exploitation and sort of like surveillance is because they all started on these hardware devices. Like they enabled that, right? And the level of access and security that they kind of granted and uh, the features that platforms were able to build alongside on iOS, whatever, Android, like they were the reason, like they were the foundation. <laughs> so why these exploits happened, right? And why we're sort of like in this new revolution of decentralization, of, of interoperability, of data ownership, of network ownership, right? Um, these are ethos and values that didn't exist, I guess, like, like maybe 10 years ago when a lot of this yeah. stuff was brewing. But now you're starting to see the consumer mindset shift. And there's a reason why they're targeting all these new marketing campaigns towards the, the consumer, because now people care about that stuff, which I think is a very bullish signal for, for Web3. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where it was going with is that's why I think people want that, right? They want to own their, their data. And I, there's a massive opportunity that's being missed right now from it, like from a machine learning and an AI standpoint around your data, right? Because like, this is why encryption is so important. And this is why owning your own data is so important. It's 
Yes, it's because it's yours, right? But it's what it could potentially unlock, right? Imagine if, you know, they, I had this camera open all day and this camera, and maybe I had a, a watch on or I had some, some glasses on that actually got my blood pressure, right? Not just my heart rate, which I actually just talked to a, an amazing company and, and going through a Techstars program that's doing that, where you now have my blood pressure, you now have a computer vision on my face, um, and I'm working all day. And between the two of those, it's now picking up, hey, it, it knows that my blood pressure is going up at this point in time. It knows that maybe I have, I'm like my face, I'm like I'm squinting or I'm doing these things, I'm upset. And I can get, you know, if you're in the zone or you're focused or you're doing something, you can get a notification that says, hey, it looks like you should take a break, right? Your heart, your, your blood pressure is now going up, right? You're, you're, you look like you're upset, right? Like the, if you're driving a vehicle, right? And you're, it looks like you're tired or, you know, a baby's crying in the backseat or people, God forbid, leave a baby in the backseat. Like that does happen, uh, which is crazy to think about, but I don't want some company having all that data or something as crazy as like, Hey, what if you want to walk naked around your house all day? And like, Hey, it's like, Hey, it looks like you have added a couple of pounds right, or whatever else it may be. I don't want someone else having that data. I don't want 400 engineers you at Amazon, Google. <laughs> Depends on how you are. I mean, if you're like, <laughs> You know, maybe it's like you just got to put it all out there anyway. You just post all to the internet, you get out ahead maybe. of it. I think that would be a great, you know, I think Bezos did that, didn't he? So <laughs> I think I think the amount of intelligence that you can get from this is unbelievable, right? But I don't want 300 engineers at Facebook looking at that data. I don't want 300 engineers, you know, wherever else it may be having and having access to that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this is where I think, the the rub is for for web3 is can we get to a spot where i do have full autonomy over that data it is encrypted to a level that is not breakable right like quantum computing is is potentially coming here and how do you find things that are quantum resistant now people are talking about it's crazy that we're even talking about some of these things but it's out there but it's like man i just i just want to own my regular data right and i want to be the person that's out there so that i can pick the algorithm to go and, you know, I could say, Hey, I, I do want to know if I'm, you know, feeling a bunch, bunch of angst and I need to go like, listen to taking back Sunday for a couple hours to feel better. You know, what's up guys. Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.